Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. Today, I have with me a master coach who's had over 25 years of business experience. Simon Bowden is a good friend of mine, and every time I see him, he has a beaming smile on his face. And I can't wait to share this episode with you because there are going to be so many golden nuggets, literally golden nuggets in this episode. Now, Simon's mission is to help his clients identify their aspirations and their vision, strengths and blind spots, and to help them make informed decisions and take action when needed to ultimately fast track them towards their personal goals. Simon's coaching caters for executives and directors all the way through to entrepreneurs, small business owners, and beyond. So whatever your situation, Simon can help you build on your strengths and get clear on how to create a profitable future. Simon, welcome to the episode. Thank you so much, Phoebe. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. And As usual, you are always so happy with a beaming smile. Simon, can you share with us why are you always so happy? What is it about you? Yeah, look, I must admit, everyone asks me the same question. So, look, I'm a very positive and a passionate person, and I suppose I see the best in everybody. And I learned very early on in my career that people tend to gravitate to those that are happy, successful, and inspiring. So, I suppose that's why you always see me with a big, powerful smile. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, you know, I think you can't help but smile when you're changing people's lives, which I'm so excited to get into today because I know you are making a really big impact on a lot of small micro businesses right through to large corporations and you're changing people's lives. And as an inspiring business marketing coach, you've got a lot of years under your belt. Can you share with us, Simon, how did you get started in coaching in the first place? Wow, that's a, that's a really good question, actually. Well, funnily enough, I didn't start as a coach. I started, I finished secondary school and went straight into tertiary qualification and I got a degree in graphic design and visual communication. And I came out of there, I finished top three in my year level and then finished up doing an internship with an advertising agency. Schofield, Sherburn on Baker back then. They're not around anymore. They were down in Albert Street, South Melbourne. And I just love that creative industry. But I always thought, the, the, I suppose, to run a business successfully, it wasn't about sitting in front of the computer and designing for me. It was always about being at the front end or being the face of the business. And I thought, well, if I can go out there and sell what I do best then I've got the ability to be able to grow a business and be successful running that business. So I worked with an advertising agency for a while. I then started my own graphic design business. I didn't have a client. 
I had an office, an empty office, and no clients. So I had to go out day one and went and found my first client. I think I went out day two and found two clients and went out day three and found another client. So by the end of the week, I think I had four clients to work with. So therefore, then I had to go and find some staff, which I did. And I quickly grew that business from zero to just over $2 million within about 16 months. And I had about 15 staff at that stage. So at no stage have I ever actually sat down and actually, you know, completed a design project, let's say, at that, you know, that level. However, I was seeing the design crew that I had with what they were doing. So, but I found, as I said very early on, that I was sitting in front of clients and they were asking me the same sort of questions time and time again. It was like, well, you know, we need a brochure. And I'd say, well, why do you need a brochure? And they'd say, well, we need a brochure because sales are down at the moment and, or, you know, it might've been another issue that they were having. So I found very early on that they didn't actually know what to really ask for. So I was there in front of them and I was actually effectively coaching them into asking them all these questions about their business and then finding out what the true problem was within the business and then helping them actually then turn that around for them. So in most cases, it actually wasn't even a design issue. It was something else going on in their business, which I actually helped them with. So what actually happened is I soon saw the opportunity there for being a marketing coach primarily. So I started another business as well. And I basically sat in that business and I was coaching. So I was building up my coaching business and as well as my design or graphic design business at the time as well. So, but the coaching business was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I saw that that was obviously going to be the future for where I wanted to go. And that's basically where my expertise was and where my passion was. My passion probably was never in the graphic design, even though that's where I was trained initially. So that's sort of how the, the, the coaching side started. Yeah. And it still survives today. Yeah. That's fantastic. And I can imagine that when you first started, there would have been some challenges and obviously your priorities would have changed over time. Yeah. How would your priorities, like have your priorities changed from when you first began? Yeah, look, obviously back then I wasn't as successful as I am today. (laughs) So that's number one. So as a result, because I weren't necessarily being advised by anyone at that stage before I took a mentor on is I just thought like most business owners do and I come across it all the time harder I work the more money I make so I was concentrating I was newly when I say newly married I'd been married for probably three or four years we just had our first child and I thought oh gosh okay she's going to be at home looking after the baby So my job was to start work at sort of 6.30 in the morning and work right through until about 8 o'clock at night. And that was probably the worst thing that I could have done. That actually brought the downfall of my marriage. And even though I'd built a $2 million business, I had to look at ways of changing my priorities. And, of course, when you start a business, you don't know those at the time. So, you know, again, you know, I use that, actually, I use myself as a great example when I actually do sit down with my clients and talk about why we need to make changes because, you know, ultimately, you know, 
we don't want to see any other marriages break down either as a result. Absolutely. Definitely. It's all about having that right, you know, I guess the word is balance, even though it's overused. It's so everyone talks about it. Everyone's idea of it is different. Some people's idea of balance is 30 hours a week of work. Some people it's 15 and it's different for everyone. But I definitely think that it is about having all seven areas of life, you know, nurturing all different parts and really taking care of you. And I think exactly what you say there, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, today I spend probably anywhere between 20 and 24 hours a week working now, but I take a lot of time off. I go for long walks. We're very lucky to live next to a beautiful lake. I go walking around the lake each night and I just do other things. I get myself out into nature because nature is one of those things that really helps your mind unwind. And I think if I had known that back sort of 25, 30 years ago, it would have been a great help. But of course, I didn't know that. You only know what you know, you know, and you don't know what you don't know. So it makes it difficult. But that's where the coaching comes in too. Absolutely. Simon, you are definitely a very, I would say you're a people's person. And I'm guessing that you, like me, are energised when you meet with clients and you see people. How did lockdown affect your business and how did you get through, you know, that dreaded long lockdown that we had in Melbourne? Yeah, well. The six um, of them. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say which one. But really, I suppose they've all been the same, really. Look, my business really didn't change because even though I go out and see my clients or some of them I already have on online clients, but those clients that I used to see, face-to-face they just went online so really from that point of view my business model didn't change I was just coaching online and I was coaching from home so we set ourselves up as in a room at home and and that's basically what it was so I used to tell my clients have 15 steps to the office which was lovely (laughs) no driving however for my clients though it was the uncertainty of the future I suppose and I found that my phone just did not stop ringing and would get to sort of five, six o'clock and I would have to plug it in because the battery was almost dead. But I offered a service during those pandemics of being able to ring me any time if they were having trouble with something or whatever. And it wasn't even just for clients either. It was for people that knew me. I was happy to even just have a discussion with them because you know, it must be an awful situation where you're confronted with these lockdowns and going, well, my business, we've literally had to close the doors. My staff are off. I've got no money coming in. What am I going to do about it? And because, you know, when you're put into a situation sometimes like that, you your mind doesn't see necessarily all the options available to you at the time. And it was easy for me to sort of go, well, all right, well, look, what we can do with your business is we can do this, 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 and this. Have a think about it and come back to me with your thoughts. And then what we'll do is we'll action one of those for you. And that was great because not only did just about all of my clients get out of lockdown successfully, but they've been able to grow their businesses as well. So that's been, you know, that's where my passion comes from. I love that. And I love seeing my clients succeed. So, yeah. That's massive, Simon, because, you know, not only did you succeed in lockdown, but to hear that every single one of your clients came out better than they did when they first went in, 
that's a huge result. And, you know, that would have changed the lives of many others and had a ripple effect even on their employees, their family, their kids, their wives. That's massive. And, and I suppose it came from a caring nature too because, you know, the business owners wanted to care for their staff. They wanted to make sure that they were looked after. And with the options that we came up with all took into account the fact that there were staff members to look after as well. So it wasn't just looking after the business owner. It was looking after the bigger picture because, you know, all of those staff, they have wives or husbands and they have kids too. So they need looking after as well. Absolutely. Definitely. So Simon, what are some success stories that you could maybe share with us today that really, you know, that, you know, where you really changed someone's life where they they came to you and they may have thought oh no it's too challenging or too hard I don't know if you get a lot of clients like that but you know and then you just took them by surprise what's the success story that you can share with us yeah, look, <laughs> I suppose one comes to mind I won't mention the name of the business but there was a business with two directors and they had a business that was like a maintenance business when I say maintenance it was a fairly sizable business so you know they looked after all the big city buildings in the cities. So they would look after their air conditioning. They would look after all their maintenance and all of that sort of thing. So they came to me and they said, oh, look, I think we're in a bit of a pickle. (laughs) Can you help us? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So you look at their books and you sort of look at it and you go, oh, gosh, you are more than just in a pickle. You're basically needing to shut your doors because if I don't shut the doors for you, the tax department will. They owed in excess of $200,000, $250,000 in tax. They had entered into a payment plan, which they found it difficult to adhere to. They'd been running the business for three years. They'd never, ever paid themselves a wage. They had staffing issues. They had all sorts of issues. And basically, within about, normally, to be perfectly honest, normally I wouldn't take on a business like that, but because it was referred to me by somebody that I knew extremely well and with the sort of the, can you please help? I took it on and funnily enough, they were very dedicated in accepting my advice. We turned that around within about a, look, six to eight months, maybe nine months to the point where they'd actually paid their tax debt off totally. Wow. And even I still remember the text message to me saying, guess what, Simon, we've just paid ourselves our first wage. Wow. Uh, That was a highlight. That's one that really stands out to me that was a really good win. But again, credit to them because they were dedicated and they had to kick up the bum to get themselves going and they had to be dedicated to be successful and they were, so which was good. Yeah. What are some of the major areas that you find need improving in an organisation or a business that really brings about change it can be a number of things phoebe it's every business is different there's no two businesses the same you know one sometimes it can be as something as simple as not charging what you're supposed to be charging so you're underselling yourself i see that so so often and that was the case of this particular company you know i was with a lady the other day who was talking to me about exactly that issue and she was charging something $60 an hour and I told her, right, we're going to put your 
fees up to $120 an hour and she just about cried in front of me and said, right, that's it. I'm going to lose all of my clients, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? She didn't lose one client and she's been able to successfully get through that. And all of a sudden, wow, amazing. She's got money in the bank all of a sudden. So she's loving it. So all of a sudden she doesn't have to penny pinch to pay suppliers and all those sorts of things because, you know, what was happening to her at the end of the day, there was no money left in the bank after she paid everybody. And I see that sort of thing a lot. But it could be staffing issues. It could be that the company's employed the wrong type of staff. I've always been a firm believer that you get the right person for the right position because it pays dividends in the end. Don't skimp on saying, you know, I'll get a junior to do that job because it'll just end in heartbreak. But it could be that the fact that their sales are incorrect. So, then, you know, their sales team are not selling properly. I've got a really good story there if you want me to share it. Um, Please do. Yeah, yeah. Well, my brother many, many years ago used to work at PFD Foods, which is a big food distribution company. And he said to me one day, he said, oh, you know, look, we've got massive, big, uh, what do you call them, like uh, bonuses that are paid out for anyone that gets over and above their monthly budgets. He said, I get close, but I just can never crack it. You know, I want that $5,000 bonus. So basically, he was a glorified order taker, <laughs> what I called him. He was a sales rep that basically just took his iPad around and took the orders from all the different food, like, you know, the RSLs, the pubs, the restaurants, the cafes, the, you know, that sort of thing. And the, the company would then supply all those foodstuffs. And I said to him, well, why don't you, rather than just doing that as a glorified order taker, why don't you actually be proactive and sit down with the actual staff and then organise, especially in the restaurants and the hotels, work out what are the most popular meals and try to sell the most popular meals in there. And then obviously as a result of that, you're not only building your own nest egg, but you're also building the sales of the restaurant and the hotel at the same time. So he sat down with all the chefs and worked out what was selling, what wasn't selling, replace it with things that were selling really, really well. So they updated their menus to basically excellent selling items. And as a result, all of their sales went through the roof. He got more sales, got through his bonus extremely well, even to the point where I think he was even a third above his bonus. So he actually even got a call from the management saying, what the hell are you doing? We can't understand that you are selling so incredibly well where everyone else is failing. What are you doing? And of course, he turned around and he said, my brother Simon said, I'm not allowed to tell you. <laughs> but as a result, they put a, a sales manager in his car for a week and then obviously he found out what was going on and then put him into a position that he then went around and, and taught that process to all the other salespeople. So, yeah, it's just a way of thinking outside the square. That's all it is. It's, it's looking at it from the fundamental point of view of like, okay, if you've got salespeople working for you, it doesn't have to be done just the normal way. It can be done in a number of different ways. And I suppose to me, I just see that as black and white. I, I see right through those types of things. And, you know, when I come up against a business and I'll say, well, you know, your sales team are not being successful or they're not selling correctly, they'll say, you know, pretty much most of the time they'll turn around and say, but they've always done it that way. That's how we've always done it. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be done that way. I can show you a different way, which will bring a 25% better return for you. 
So, yeah, so sales is a big one. And, of course, marketing as well. So marketing is a massive one. So, again, you know, people have always gone with, well, it worked 10 years ago. Why doesn't it work today? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's a big one to get over that hurdle as well. So especially with business owners that have been in the position for many, many years. So it's difficult. But And maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Absolutely. So if they trust me, and it comes down to trust, if they do trust and all of a sudden they do implement a system or a you know something that that i've suggested all of a sudden they see that the return on investment is there so it's like well what other little key you know golden nuggets have you got to share with us <laughs> so all of a sudden they're very open yeah yeah would you say that the biggest problem a lot of business owners have is that they aren't planning and they're not taking the time out to plan and you know, being so busy all the time, they're out doing all the do, but they're not spending enough time in thinking space mode. And I know for me, like I'm going to be taking off the Christmas break just to do some thinking and expanding and planning for the next year. I think though too, just to even further that even more, Phoebe, is it's all right to say, yes, I'm going to take some time off at Christmas to plan for the next year. But what does that actually look like? What do you mean by planning? Okay. So, you know, I'll say to business owners, you know, let's plan to tackle the next year, which we've already put in place in a lot of cases. And they had no idea what I meant by planning. So it's about getting in and understanding where your market is, who your market is. It's identifying who your ideal target market is, who your messaging is. And that's just talking to your clients. What about all the, the back-end things as well, the processes? What do we do there? How do we rectify that? How do we fix some of the problems that we've got? You know, people hate bad feedback, but you know what? Bad feedback is actually the best thing you could actually receive because it prompts you to actually do something. Because if one person complains about it, chances are many other people have complained too. So there's lots of little things within a business that you can plan for, but Invariably what happens, people say that they plan, but they don't know how to plan. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that, you know, everyone needs structure and guidance and a mentor. Simon, you obviously had a mentor when you first started who was quite impactful in your journey. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, he was a uh, he was an older gentleman. He was pretty much at retirement age, Phoebe, and he was in the industry that I was in. So he was in that the creative design industry. And I think I absolutely drove him nuts, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> the amount of questions that I had, it was just great to know that, you know, if I was unsure with something, I always had someone to ring. And he was the sort of person too that he didn't live too far away from my office. So, you know, once a week, twice a week, he would just drop in. And he would just see what was going on. So he would come in, he'd talk to the staff, he would, you know, ask what they were working on and, you know, all of those sorts of things. So it was absolutely invaluable, I think, for me moving forward to have someone to bounce ideas off because, you know, at the end of the day, being a business owner can be actually a very lonely experience. And, you know, when you don't have people around you to bounce ideas off, because your family and friends, they're not the right people to bounce ideas off because they just want to tell you what you think you want to hear. They're not necessarily invested in your business. 
So it's crucial to have someone outside your business looking in that you can ask these questions because many times I was at a roadblock and I just needed that. He would sit down with me and, and pretty much do exactly what I do with my clients today. He would say, all right, we're at crossroads. If we turn left, we've got these advantages and these disadvantages. If we turn right, this is what we've got this way. Which way do you think that you would like to go? <laughs> so, you know, we would look at it and we would obviously take the best option. But sometimes just having that clear, I suppose, person to talk to and just to discuss because there's always those but what ifs come up as well. So I'm a very analytical type person. I need to cover my bases. I'm not somebody that necessarily goes out on a whim to do something. So specifically for me, that was absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I think, you know, when I read about your mentor, because I read one of the chapters in a book that you were featured in, and you actually co-authored with another co person that co-authored with me, John D. Nartelli. And your chapter happened to be the one right before his. So I remember reading your chapter and I read it again over the weekend and I thought, wow, you know, it's it's not cliche to say that a coach is invaluable. Like it's something that really makes a big difference in someone's journey. And it seems like you're doing exactly the same now for your clients. Well, put it this way, I've got to the point now where some of my clients, uh, I think one's coming up to about seven years now. That I've been coaching them and I've had that discussion with them because I see them every week and I've had that discussion well look you know maybe we could pull back to each fortnight and and they're like no 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 you're not going anywhere <laughs> because I think they see me as a, as a bit of a security blanket I think and I and they've got huge goals moving forward like we've taken the business gosh tenfold since it started you know five or six years ago and I think they just see the coaching aspect as a must. You know, they can't see running a business without it because, like I said before, I think they look at that as having that mentor there all the time as well to say, hey, look, this is what we're doing or this is what we're thinking, what do you think? And they just need that extra person to be able to bounce it off because, as I said before, you know, running a business can be really lonely if you don't have those people around you to support you. Absolutely, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Now, just a little bit of a turn in the conversation, because I, you know, in speaking to you, I recently discovered that not only are you coaching and you're working on your business marketing, but you've also developed an online program. And in fact, you've managed to sell that and make a pretty good number in sales, which I'll let you reveal because that's probably changed since we last spoke. But without having I think you mentioned that you haven't even launched it yet or marketed it. Not really, How? Not really yet. I've only I've put a few ads on, or not ads, but posts on LinkedIn. But I've got a, you know, more of a marketing effort happening in the new year. So, but yeah, no, look, it's it's a way of me giving back a little bit. Obviously, not everyone can afford coaching services, and I've always been very much aware of that. And not everyone can afford to even get a mentor. So certainly for those people, you know, I've got a line in, in, the first, in the first paragraph, you know, if I had a dollar for every person that's ever said to me, you know, how do I start a business? You know, I'd be, I'd be sitting on the beach in the south of France, sipping on a Pinot. <laughs> but realistically, I'm sitting here in my office and I'm talking to you. But, 
But at the end of the day, it's part of me giving back, I suppose, and it's leaving a legacy for my four children as well. And But it's opening up, you know, for $749, you can actually go online and you can do the, the first course that I've put up, which is a Be The Boss program, which is 48 modules. And it basically takes you through a, it's like a roadmap into how to start your business if you've never had a business before. Or even if you are already in your business and you've been in your business for, say, less than two years, it's a way of going back and just ticking the boxes to make sure that you've actually set the right foundations for future success. Because realistically, in today's market in Australia, you know, probably three out of every five businesses will not survive in the first five years. And that's a terrible statistic, but that's reality. So it's always been about setting the right foundations for future growth and success. So, yeah, I've developed a, a learning module, which is called businessboom360.com.au. And the first course that is on there is called Be The Boss. And as I said, it's for those budding entrepreneurs that want to be their boss. And if they want to jump online and start that course, it'll set them up. And it's got 30 years of my experience behind it. And from what I heard so far, from the, uh, the testimonials that I've received so far, it's been accepted very, very well. It sounds invaluable. And who said that online courses are dead? I mean, there was a time where people were saying, oh, you know, you've got to sell your online course for a dollar now because there's just so much free content out there and people aren't paying for courses. And there was this like... Because I remember when people were coming to us with their Facebook advertising, they were like, well, how much do I sell my online course for? Because, you know, there are people that are selling it for like $27 and reducing it from hundreds of dollars to $27 and they want to make a decent return. So, you know, that is a testament to all those that are listening right now that online courses, you need to sell it for the value that it is because you do still have value to give and it's, it's never too late. No, absolutely. And look, you know, if I had known that it was going to be this successful, I would have done it 10 years ago. <laughs> so, but you know what, at the end of the day, I've done it now. So, and this Christmas, actually, I'll be sitting down writing two or three new courses that will be put up probably early Feb. So my goal is to have anything up to six to maybe even 10 courses live by this time next year. That's fantastic, Simon. Absolutely fantastic. That's inspiring me to you know, go back to my Podia platform and continue building on my online courses as well. I love that. Simon, what would you say is the thing that makes you or your business most unique? Because there are so many people out there calling themselves business coach and coaches and mentors. What's the thing that makes you most unique, apart from the obvious, your beaming smile? Oh, well... (laughs) I suppose there's a very good friend of mine that I think you know as well, a very intelligent fellow by the name of Mario Beckus. Mario and I often sit and ponder this question because he says, you know, there's a bloody business coach on every corner, which there is. But, you know, the thing is, I suppose, you've got to be, if you're seriously looking for a business coach, there's some key attributes that you need to be looking for. And probably one of those is to make sure that, number one, they've run a number of businesses. Number two, check the number of years that they've been in operation because there is many, many business coaches out there now that, number one, have never run a business, and number two, 
have been in business for less than two years. So what knowledge can they bring to businesses that are needing help? So, and probably the third one for me is that I've always run my business with the, the trust, which I've been very, very big on. And that's that unlike any other coach, I don't run a 12 month contract. I don't like signing 12 month contracts. So neither do I get my clients to sign a 12 month contract either. So. I've run successfully for over 25 years as a business coach without a contract. I feel that if I'm not doing a good enough job for your business, you have the right to take the business away from me and find another coach to suit. So that's just the way I feel. And that's what makes me different. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great. You know, even us as a marketing agency, like we used to have, you know, a six-month or a three-month option. And... Mm -hmm. We're the same, you know. I mean, with certain things, you obviously need, it takes time, like, for example, advertising. But sometimes if if it's not working, it's both ways as well. And you don't want it to be a situation where the client's not enjoying it and the coach or the business owner's not enjoying it either. So I think that that's really important. And that's, I think that would be a good takeaway for a lot of listeners out there as well, because, you know, sometimes we think that, locking people in is a good way, you know, it keeps revenue consistent, but sometimes a client that's not necessarily aligned or is tiring you out is actually holding you back from some great revenue from somewhere else. Correct. So, right. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Phoebe. And I think if I had to add another one to that too, is, is sometimes business coaches can be very reluctant to give out names and contacts of people that they've coached before. You know, I often get people saying to me things like, well, you know, is there any testimonials that you can give me? And I say, well, you can go and have a look on Google. There's a number of them on Google. However, if you want to talk to someone in person, I'll give you as many names as you want. So, you know, that always helps as well. Yeah. So, Simon, would you say that there is a cutoff or there's a certain, you know, like what are the requirements for someone who wants to work with you? Because I bet you there's a lot of people who, you know, they probably listening and they want to work with you, but they might not necessarily be your ideal client. So what would you say are the things that make you qualify a client? I know that there's a the other way around as well, but what about for yourself? Yeah, look, I've always thought that it's important to have that initial discussion and it gives the client the opportunity to tell me about their business. And that can be done in person if they're obviously they're in Melbourne. If they're uh, interstate, we normally just do that over a Zoom call. And that initial discussion can be anything up to about two hours. And I give that away free. And at the end of the day, even if they choose not to go with me, they're always going to walk away with some golden nuggets to implement in their business anyway. So that's good. But I think, like you said before, it needs to be a good fit both ways because even though you know I've tackled all types of businesses, and probably my niche is business coaches, funnily enough. So at any one time, I teach about four or coach four or five business coaches. But you always get one person or a couple or a business that just doesn't align correctly. So it's always got that option of saying, look, no, I, I'm not going to take you on, but I know someone that may be able to. So they don't miss out. Yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. Simon, Thank you so much for the insights that you've shared with us. For anyone that's here that wants to get in touch with you, what are the best ways or how can people get in, in contact with you? Yeah, probably the best way would be on LinkedIn. 
and my LinkedIn profile is my name, Simon Bowden, or they can go to my website. Now, this is really easy, Phoebe. It's www.simonbowden.com.au. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Simon. Now, before we wrap this up, I have a few rapid-fire questions for you, if you don't mind, which will really give our listeners some insights into, you know, a bit more about who you are outside of what you do and outside of coaching. So if you don't mind, Simon, just share with us <laughs> Yep, whatever is the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, so rapid-fire question number one is, if there was one thing that you cannot live a day without, whether it's a physical thing or an object or not, what would that be or who would that be? Yeah, probably my morning coffee. I'm very much a morning coffee person and I love it, but I also love and enjoy walking around the lake every morning as well, just for inspiration. And it gives me an opportunity to think about my clients and what I'm going to do for them for that day. That's awesome. Yeah, some good thinking time like we talked about before. You've probably answered this question already and we definitely touched on it, but who knows, the answer might be different the second time around, but who inspires you the most or who inspired you to do what you do today? Well, to be perfectly honest, I was the first one ever to go through university out of all my entire family. So I inspired myself to do that. But however, there's one person in my life now that inspires me every day. I'm glad that I'm with her and her name is Naomi. And we recently got engaged, as you know, Phoebe, (laughs) about four weeks ago. And it's terrific to have her beside me as well because she's a true inspiration and and I'm so glad that I'm walking with her. Oh, amazing. Naomi is absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to have her on the show as well. And Yeah, it's definitely good to hear that when people say that, you know, their partners inspire them. That's fantastic. Simon, where do you see yourself in five years' time, whether it's in business or just life in general? Well, we're looking at the moment to buy a property down at Phillip Island. The prices are a little bit high at the moment, so we're just hanging in there, just watching. But probably within five years, I'd say we'll be definitely down there. And my goal is to work three or four days down there and then work three or four days back up into the office. So that's probably where it is. And hopefully by then too, that my learning platform will have probably anywhere 20 programs on there or 20 learning programs. So fingers crossed on that one. (laughs) That's my goal. That's (laughs) fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm really excited to hear that and definitely can't wait to see that on my LinkedIn news feed. Because when I saw the engagement, I thought that's an exciting thing to share on LinkedIn. So looking forward to hearing that for sure. And lastly, if you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? Look, being kind to everyone. I think that's really powerful, especially going through the last two years because you just don't know what trauma is going on behind the scenes. So just be really mindful of people and not to get too upset with them, just work with them and try to be kind because, you know, a smile, I try to inspire people through my smile because, you know, a smile can just change someone's life for the day, you know, change their day for the better. So that's my takeaway, Phoebe, anyway. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much. Be kind. What a fabulous message to share and so simple yet so profound, such an impactful thing and something that we can all do. So 
Simon, thank you so much. It's been That's such right. an honor having you on the show. I literally, I've been looking forward to this for such a long time. And I'm so glad we caught up again at face to face and, you know, and that we've been able to make this time to chat together live. For anyone that's either watching on YouTube or listening to the show on a podcast, make sure to leave a review or subscribe so that you can hear more as well. I'm going to leave the link so that you can either catch up with Simon on a one-to-one or find him on LinkedIn and also a link to his fabulous upcoming programs as well in the show notes. So for anyone that wants to get in touch, make sure that you do. And any last departing words, Simon? No, look, just thank you so much. I'm very privileged to be on your show and and it was great catching up with you the other day. I really appreciate it. And I think your smile is just as good as mine anyway. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Simon. Well, I'll I'll make sure I use it to spread joy like you do and hence why we're doing this, you know, and and broadcasting this on YouTube as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, all the best, Stevie. Thank you. Thanks, Simon. Have a wonderful day. All the best. Wow, what a compliment it was to have Simon Bowden on the Conscious Business Podcast. I have literally wanted to have him on the show for such a long time, and I'm so grateful to have been able to bring you this jam-packed episode. I hope that you guys got a lot of value from it. Make sure that if you want to find out more about Simon's coaching or his online experience, that you jump into the show notes and that you go in there and book yourself a time to chat with Simon or check out his amazing new program. For anyone that actually wants to discover more and do his program, his online program, Simon has said to me that he has gifted us with a 25% discount that is exclusive for the listeners of this show. And if anyone wants to jump on and do one of his courses, then all you need to do is send him an email and he will give you a unique code that will give you a 25% discount. So make sure that you jump onto the show notes, send him an email, let him know that you were on the Conscious Business Podcast. And if you want to sign up to be the boss or any of his other online courses, make sure to make the most of that code and that discount and I'm sure you are going to accelerate in your business. As always, guys, keep thriving and shining and make sure that you are on purpose every single day of your life. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful, fabulous day. Bye.